What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Sports Spencer here, and today I'm going to be doing my reaction to NFL Free Agency Part 1. Part 2 will be coming maybe this weekend, because basically all, all the major signings have happened. More moves are to be made. There are still great free agents out there, but all the major plays have been in place. So let's just get right into it with possibly the most, well, with 100% the most surprising thing that happened throughout the past couple of days is Odell Beckham Jr. to the Cleveland Browns. This, okay, the trade was Giants received the 17th pick, a third rounder, I believe, and Jabril Peppers for Odell Beckham Jr. And I understand why the Giants did it. I'm not going to call them stupid. I'm not going to blame them for it because I understand the direction that they're going. The Browns, I also understand the direction that they're going. The Browns have an incredible receiving core now. They have Odell, Jarvis Landry, Antonio Callaway, and David Njoku. And when your running backs are Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, and Duke Johnson Jr., you're doing one hell of a job. Um, What's his name? John Dorsey has given Baker Mayfield the keys to success. Baker Mayfield has picked his coach. John Dorsey has given him all of the weapons he could ask for. Literally, all of them. <laughs> you have three good running backs. Well, one well one great running back, one really good running back, and one good. You have four really good targets for a receiving core. And your offensive line, that's not bad. You have an offensive line. And you have an offensive-minded coach that he picked. This Browns team, there there are two ways it could go. It could go the it could go the Steelers route where there are too many egos on one team. Or like they're always a really good team. They would never be doubted, but they'll never get to the Super Bowl. That's a route that this Browns team could be going down because there are a lot of personalities. There are a bit too there are too many personalities, in my opinion. Way too many for <clears throat> way too many controversies, way too many headlines for that team. I mean, but that's just for that offense, per se. And the other way it could go is it could go the Rams' way. Incredible. They make the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm not saying the Browns will make the Super Bowl, but, but from the Rams' perspective, they made the Super Bowl getting all those stars. That's, that's the way that is less likely to me. I don't think the Browns will make it to the Super Bowl if this is the core that they rock with for a few years. I don't think they will. I, I can definitely see it going down the Steelers route, though. They are never doubted. They are never a bad team. They're always a playoff contender. They're always a playoff team. But they'll never quite get there. That's what I expect this Browns team to do. And I'm not questioning their talent on offense. You would be an idiot to question their talent on offense. They have everything. They have everything on offense. You can't doubt that. But that's an ego-filled team. 
and the Rams, they had a Sean McVay. The Browns have a first-year head coach. As much as me personally, I love the Freddie Kitchens hire. I really did. But that's still a first-year head coach with a second-year quarterback. I'm not going to just disband that like, oh, yeah, that, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's nothing. He was the offensive coordinator for half a season last year. I can still recognize, oh, yeah, that's a first-year head coach. This Browns team, I don't think they'll win a playoff game next season. I don't. Because let's just say if Baker has a sophomore slump, which that can happen. That's what happened to Dak Prescott. And Dak still hasn't gotten out of said sophomore slump. But I do think Baker's better than that. But, I mean, it's what Colin Cowherd said a few days ago, which I, I, I don't really like his opinions too much. But this is actually like facts. A standard has been set for young quarterbacks. Jared Goff, Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz. I think I already said Carson Wentz. I could be wrong. Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. I forgot more. There's Mitch, there is Mitch Trubisky. A standard has been set for young quarterbacks. Baker needs to live up to that. And do I think Baker has the talent to live up to that? Hell yeah, I do. This is a good trade for the Browns. This is a good trade. I don't think it's a great trade. I don't. I think it's a good trade. Now now, now on the Giants side of things. You could be looking at this and going, what the fuck? Why, why, why would you trade arguably your most talented player, your number one receiver, when you have no quarterback at the moment? Why would you do that? Why would they do that? Because they don't want to pay a receiver Antonio Brown money? and they don't want to have that distraction on the field, that makes sense to me. <laughs> and it's not like they got shitty return, too. They got a first-round pick, plus a third, and I don't think Jabril Peppers is much, but he still has potential. He's still a third, well, he'll be a third-year player. That's still potential. <laughs> like, I don't think he's has very much of it, but he can turn into a very versatile player. The Giants... They're gonna draft a quarterback. They would be remin- they, they they would just be stupid to not. May that be Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray, Drew Locke, Will Greer, most likely Dwayne Haskins. You got that seventeenth pick, so you could draft a receiver. That's what you got it for. You got that pick. Or or maybe you go second round. Maybe. But the Giants, they're gonna draft a receiver. And he's going to be a whole lot cheaper. And and I, 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 at least I hope a whole lot smarter than Odell. As much as I love Odell, he's very fun to watch. He has a massive ego. And I don't want to pay a wide receiver what Antonio Brown got. You don't need wide receivers, but damn it, they help. You don't need a true number one top five receiver to win Super Bowls. You don't need to pay a wide receiver $19 million per year. <laughs> the Giants are going to get their quarterback this draft. May that be Dwayne Haskins or whoever it may be. They have Saquon Barkley. He is an incredible talent. I still don't know why they picked him, but nonetheless, incredible talent. That, that's a piece right there. 
they got Golden Tate today. They have Sterling Shepard. They have Evan Ingram. If they can somehow trade up and get DK Metcalf, or maybe they just get an AJ Brown, or the dude from uh, ah, I forgot actually. I for I think Oklahoma. His name's Hollywood Brown, I believe. I could be completely wrong when I say that. I apologize, but get weapons around that. Do it. <laughs> they, the Giants cleared away cap space. The Olivier Vernon trade too. That's their goal, is to clear cap space. And they're doing a really good job of it. They're going into rebuild mode. They're getting their quarterback, and they're in rebuild. And I think that's a good idea. I really do, because I don't think having a diva wide receiver is good for your franchise at all. Like Like, just literally at all. I don't think it is. I don't really care how talented. It's just not good. So my grade for this trade would be Browns. I give them a B plus, And Giants, I give them a B. Browns, this can live up to something really, really good. I don't know why they have Super Bowl odds. Like, they're, okay, they're getting hyped up way too much right now. But I believe that that'll die down. But that's still one hell of an offensive lineup. And it's not like the Browns' defense is trash either. They have Miles Garrett, Sheldon Rankins, Olivier Vernon, Denzel Ward, and more. They have a lot. The Browns are really talented. But first-year head coach at the second-year quarterback, I don't think that'll win you a playoff game this season. I still think they'll win the division. I don't think they'll win a playoff game. Giants are going into rebuild mode. I respect that. They understand, hey, we're getting our quarterback this draft. Let's get rid of distractions and let's Oh, let's get rid of bad contracts and distractions and bring in draft prospects. <gasps> like teams used to do. I don't really know why they paid Golden Tate that much money. I that was just stupid. But Nonetheless, they're saving money. Giants, I think they'll be a really bad team next year. But they'll have a franchise quarterback. They'll have a really talented weapon in Saquon Barkley. And no matter who they draft, they'll have a top prospect. The Giants, they they get a B for me. Okay, let's move on to a highly ranked free agent. the former running back from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Le'Veon Bell, signing with the New York Jets for a four-year, $52 million deal. Let's talk about him for a minute. Because I find it really funny that he sat out a season for the Pittsburgh Steelers, a highly ranked organization, great owner, a good GM, good coach, Hall of Fame quarterback, he sat out a season with them to go to the Jets for less money. You sat out a full season to go to a laughing stock of an organization and you got less money. 
Can someone explain that for me? Someone, please. He's still getting money. But he can't. <laughs> me being a Steelers fan, I'm really happy to see... I, I, I'm really happy to see that. Because he can have fun winning six games next year. I, okay, I really love Sam Darnold, Jamal Adams, and I like the C.J. Mosley pick. Oh, oh, we'll get to that, but... <laughs> You went to a laughing stock of an organization for less money. I would fire my agent. That's all I have to say. Now, this pickup is really good for the Jets. It's really stupid for Antonio Brown. I'm okay. I did not mean to say him. It's really super. It's really stupid for Le'Veon Bell. Sorry about that. Let's move on to. Let's just go on to Trey Flowers right now. Trey Flowers, DN for the uh, Patriots. Moved on to the Jets to Matt Patricia, his former defensive coordinator, for a massive, for a massive contract. He signed a five-year, $90 million deal. I'm not sure what the guaranteed money was, but he got paid. From the Lions side of things, I really like this pickup. You get a dude who's familiar with Matt Patricia's defense. You get a building block for a potential playoff hope like one day a potential playoff hope because they're not going to be a playoff team next year they're just not but he he if they manage to bring back Ziggy Ansa too which he has still not been signed that's a really good dynamic duo and they have Ashawn Robinson I'm not sure if Snacks Harrison is still with the lineup and I'm not sure if they run a 4-3, but that would be one hell of a 4-3 lineup. If you can bring back Ziggy Ansah, you have Ashawn Robinson. I'm not sure if Snacks Harrison is still with the Lions. I actually don't know that, but that would be one hell of a 4-3. And if you can draft like a Devin Bush, that would be a good defense. That would be solid. But for Matt Patricia, this is a big win. Because, I mean, you're a disciple of Belichick. Not very many disciples do really well. <laughs> they just don't. And it comes from Belichick. They don't do well. You're a defensive-minded head coach, which is already a rarity with the NFL now because everybody's going for the young offensive coach. That's already a rarity. This is a win for him. He gets a top-five free agent that knows his system, that, I mean, I assume had a good relationship with him if he goes to Detroit from a Super Bowl winning team. I assume that's a, <laughs> I assume that's a good relationship. And you have him for five years. Now, that's a lot of money. But five years is five years for a top free agent. That's a good pickup. For, uh, now from Trey Flowers' side of things... I can respect the decision cause, because you know, clearly the Patriots weren't going to pay you that money because they never do, which I respect that from the Patriots because they'll never pay a free agent top dollar. They just don't. So you move on to a system that you're already used to. It sucks it was with the Lions, but you, but you go to a system that you're already used to, a head coach you have a good relationship with, a team who 
has a quarterback under contract. There is no quarterback controversy. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they'll get close. But from Trey Flowers' side of things, I probably would have gone a different route. But I understand why he went there. One, they gave him the money he wanted. And two, he's already familiar with the head coach. That is really good for the Lions, and I considered it meh for Trey Flowers. Let's move on to one of the more recent signings. That is Earl Thomas to the Baltimore Ravens. Let's just talk about just the Ravens for a second. I- I'm going to talk about them and them specifically. The Ravens have lost four defensive starters. If you expect that team to be the same next year, you're stupid. Because now Lamar Jackson does not have that defense to lean on, that defense to bail him out. Now now he doesn't have that. That's four defensive starters, starters being Eric Weddle, C.J. Mosley, Terrell Suggs, and Zadaria Smith. And Eric Weddle and C.J. Mosley are two core pieces of that defense. They're the core. And Zadaria Smith and Terrell Suggs, they lost their whole linebacking core. They really did. And as much as I like them picking up a guy like Earl Thomas, I don't know why they would. Because that shows they're going win-now mode. And they gave him four-year, $55 million, I believe $30 million guaranteed. If you're really going win-now mode, wh- why aren't you being more aggressive? Why didn't you try to re-sign C.J. Mosley? Sedarius Smith, like, why didn't you push to get those guys back? If they don't get guys like KJ Wright, Ziggy Ansah, they're done for. <laughs> like, if they don't get, like a Justin Houston, if they don't push to get free agents like that, then what was the point of giving Earl Thomas $55 million? They also signed Mark Ingram, three-year, $15 million. That's a good signing. There's nothing really wrong with that. You're just giving Lamar Jackson some more help. I respect that. But their defense is the backbone of that team. The Ravens' defense, it could carry Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, I don't think, can carry a team. That defense can carry a team. Now it's gone. The Ravens aren't going to do too hot next year. Well, as of right now, they're not going to do too hot. If they can pick up the marquee free agents right now, like a KJ Wright, like a Ziggy Ansah, then okay, yeah. You can still fight for the top of the AFC North, but they got to be pursuing guys like that. They have to be. There's no question about it. On to the next player, one of the more one of the more early signings in free agency first day, I, I believe, was Nick Foles to the Jaguars. We all expected this to happen. It came out that it was most likely gonna happen. But holy shit, I did not expect him to get twenty two million dollars per year with a lot of money guaranteed. The Jags are going all in on Nick Foles. And I don't know how that's going to turn out. Because the Jags, as of right now, don't have many offensive weapons. That showed last season. I mean, hell, when Leonard Fournette was hurt, who did they have? They didn't have shit. They really didn't. 
Their offensive line, meh, not, no, <laughs> no, it's not, it's just not good. Their receiving core, eh, there's nothing special to it. They lost Carlos Hyde, I mean, how do we get that Leonard Fournette's hurt, but if he develops a, if he de- develops being injury prone, this is going to blow up in their face, which, which me personally, I think will happen no matter what. Nick Foles with the Eagles is perfect. Nick Foles with the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, let's see how that works out. Give them that, give them that much money guaranteed. Because the Jaguars' defense, I'm not going to deny it. They have so much talent on that defense. It showed two seasons ago. But two seasons ago, two seasons ago does not matter. Last season, they fucking sucked. And you can say, oh, yeah, well, the offense couldn't stay on the field. Yeah, but if you have a dominant defense, uh, basically the, basically the consensus, the consensus, fuck, I cannot say that word. The consensus number one defense. Too bad. <laughs> you have Jalen Ramsey, Calais Campbell. You drafted another D lineman. They have like eight D linemen. Telvin Smith, Miles Jack. And you still sucked? Nick Falls. Former Super Bowl MVP. I don't think he'll return to that form. As much as I like Nick Foles, I mean, I was rooting for him to actually go for it, like his back-to-back playoff run. That would have been really cool to see. But do you really want to give him fifty million dollars guaranteed, twenty-two per year? Is he your long-term answer when there's this thing called the draft and you have a high pick in it? You're really gonna go win now with Nick Foles? There's a reason not many teams were going for him. Because he works, he's a system quarterback. And if the Jaguars don't have that system where they're boned, then this is just going to blow up right in their face. I don't... Do I get it from the Jaguars' perspective? Yeah, they're going win-now mode. That doesn't mean it's smart to go win-now mode. With Nick Foles, who is a system quarterback for Doug Peterson. <laughs> I, 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 like, I'm hell, you can go back and listen to like my older podcast towards the end of last season. I was rooting for him. I was really hoping he would go for a playoff run. But I'm also realistic, and I understand, hey, he's still Nick Foles. Like, that's just not... I don't see why you would sign him for that much. Going win now mode is the stupidest thing the Jags can do. You need to draft a quarterback. But clearly that's not going to happen. I've been reading a bunch of mock drafts. DK Metcalf does seem like a reasonable spot for him to go there now. That's a good number one receiver for Nick Foles. Because it's already happened. They need to get weapons around him. Nick Foles will not strive with no weapons. I don't think... (laughs) Well, shit, he can barely strive with a bunch of weapons. I don't have the right system. It's not going to work. From Nick Foles' perspective, hell yeah, get your money. I love it. Because he's also a Super Bowl MVP, outdoor Tom Brady. I love that. I love that he got his money. He deserves it. 
But from the Jaguar's point of view, I, I don't get what you're doing. Going win-now mode when there are quarterbacks in the draft that are long-term and don't cost you $22 million per year and will most likely do the same thing for you? I, I, I just don't get that. I don't understand that. Uh, okay. Well, what else should we talk about today? Let's just scroll through my little list we got. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I actually want to talk more about the Jets. Now, it was earlier reported that the Jets got Anthony Barr, but they got pranked. Anthony Barr kind of... He, he, well, I feel bad for the Jets, man. They reportedly got C.J. Mosley and Anthony Barr. Then you turn around. Oh, my God, we got Jamison Crowder, too. Oh, my gosh, you're looking like an actual competent franchise. I have a good linebacking core. Nope, we're, I'm backing out of this deal. The Jets, I've already touched up on them, so I'm not going to talk too much about them. But their defense, if they can get a Quinn and Williams or possibly a Nick Bosa, they're looking good because their defensive line, Leonard Williams, most most likely Quinn and Williams, linebacking core, has a leader in C.J. Mosley, 26 years old. Secondary, Jamal Adams, Marcus May. They have a defense in the making, and I Think they have Greg Williams for a defensive coordinator. That's good. The, the, okay. The, the, the Jets aren't gonna do much next year, but they have building blocks in place to do stuff in three years, in four years, in five years. And the Jets fans, I, I mean, shit, they're gonna have to be patient. They've been patient for the past a hundred years. But they got to be more patient just for a few more years. Because I think Sam Donald's your franchise. I think he is. Now that we've touched up on that, I've talked about the Browns. I I, I want to talk more about the Raiders. Because I already talked about the Antonio Brown trade for 30 minutes last week. I talked about that for a while. And one thing I do take back from that podcast. Y'all can go back and listen to that for a more in-depth thing. Me, personally, I said that if I were the Steelers GM, I just wouldn't have traded him for that and just kept him on the team and basically did what Le'Veon Bell did. In retrospect, like now that I think about that, I take that back. That's the stupidest thing I could have said. That's the stupidest thing you, you could do. You You trade him now and get rid of the distraction. You trade him now. That's the stupidest thing I could have said, and I... Take that back. But if you want a 30-minute talk about that trade, hell, go listen to that. I'm a Steelers fan, so that was kind of, oh, I wouldn't say he did, but it was emotional. <laughs> All right, let's talk more about the Raiders, though. The Raiders have been spending big money this free agency, which is interesting to me because they have cap, well, I mean, they had cap space going into this free agency. And I did not expect them to do much with it, considering I thought they were building for the future with those three draft picks. But they're going win-now mode, which, to a certain extent, I can understand. Because, hey, 
you have a quarterback in Derek Carr. Well, you have a you have stability at the quarterback position. You have stability at the head coach position. I don't think they're both great, but I think they're good. They can make the playoffs. Now that you got your number one receiver, I thought, okay, they just paid him a bunch of money. Now let's kind of sit back, sign some good, not great players, draft your players, kind of develop them, and then next free agency be, be the big spenders. No, 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 this free agency... <laughs> this free agency, they're out they're out signing my man Trent Williams for sixty million dollars. I'm not sure the exact number, but it was the highest number an offensive lineman has ever gotten. They go out, sign Lamarcus Joyner to a it's a hefty deal. They sign a, a receiver Tyrell Williams to four year forty four million dollars. I'm I'm confused on that because I'm just confused because <laughs> I don't know why you want to go win now mode when you're not in position to win. And they signed LaMarcus Joyner to a four-year, $42 million deal. Do I like their pickups? Yeah, they're, they're good. They released Jordy Nelson a day. And I think Mike Mayock's doing a good job when it comes to attracting free agents. I do like that. I think Mike Mayock so far, I mean, Mike Mayock, the new GM, good for him. Good for him. He is a he he is attracting big name free agents and, and convincing them to sign long term. I like that. But then when you look at the grand scheme of things, you're in a division with the Chargers and the Chiefs. Are you sure you want to compete now with them? Are you sure you really want to push for that 12-win season? Are you sure you want to do that? Because the Chiefs are winning that division next year. They just are. <laughs> and the Raiders and the Broncos are going to be competing for third. And that's not up for debate. It's not. Unless they nail that draft, which I don't think they will, I think they'll have a good, not great draft. The Raiders, they don't have a plan. Okay, well, they have a plan. It's just a stupid plan. You want to go out and sign. You, you want to spend all your cap space on long-term deals for Tyrell Williams. I can get the Antonio Brown signing. I can understand that. I can I can get the Trent Brown signing. You need a left tackle. I get that. That's a good signing. But LaMarcus Joyner, too? Are you fucking kidding me? They're going win now? What are they going to win? Third place? What are they going to win? The number 15 overall draft pick? I... Huh? It just doesn't make much sense to me why they're going win now mode, spending all their cap space. Oh. They have three draft picks though. If they bought if but I will say though, if they ace this draft, they're looking good. They're looking good for the 2020-2021 season. But I why <laughs> There's this thing called, oh, John Gruden signed for 10 years. There are other free agency classes we can go through. 
then we can sign other players, not Tyrell Williams to $11 million per season. That's just stupid. That's that's just throwing... Why? The Raiders, I don't... I don't get what they're doing. I can respect them for attracting big, like, big names free agents to a trash-ass team. I can respect that. But on the other hand, I don't get what they're doing. That's, that is just a topic that I really wanted to touch up on. I'm going to talk about a few more things. One being the Steelers. And expectations for next season. Do I talk about that now? No. I'm not going to talk about that now. I'll talk about that for a whole separate podcast. But the Packers, this free agency, the Packers, they've always been the team to have a shitty free agency and kind of move on and rely on Aaron Rodgers. They've always been that team. But now they... They're like building a defense. They've signed Preston Smith. They have signed Zadarius Smith. They've signed Adrian Amos. They have Jared Alexander. Jared Al- fuck Jared Alexander. They are they're actually building a defense there. I think that's just incredible. I've n- I did not expect that. I really did not expect that. <laughs> and. The Packers have two draft picks. Number 15? No, they don't have 15. They have number 30, and I forgot like their actual selection because they have the Saints pick too. But those are still two first-round picks. If they can get two great defensive players with those, you got, your, you got yourself a Super Bowl contender because they still have Aaron Rodgers. I don't like the Mike... I don't really... Like the hiring of whoever they got, I even forgot who the, I forgot who they got. It's like the Tennessee off, offensive coordinator. Let's just say him and Aaron Rodgers fit really well together. You have yourself a Super Bowl contender, because I like Preston Smith. I'm a big fan of Adrian Amos. I'm a fan of Zadaria Smith. They're actually building a team there, and. They're, they're, they're more of a Super Bowl contender than the Browns are. That's all I'm saying. They're a, <laughs> if I had to pick one team to make the Super Bowl, I'm picking the Packers. <laughs> I'm not picking the damn Browns. People are hyping them up way too much. They have a lot of talent, but they're still the Browns. They still have a... Don't, I already talked about that, sorry. But the Packers... If they can continue to, I think they're, I, I, I would like to assume that their cap space is out. I'm just going to assume that. But if they can nail this draft and really get more help for, for that defensive side, then I don't see a doubt in my mind that they'll make the playoffs. I really don't. Because it's still Aaron Rodgers. It's still Aaron Rodgers. I still like Devontae Adams. They still have a meh receiving core after Devontae Adams. Their offensive line could use some work, but and they need like stability for the running back position. But the Packers are more... The Packers, to me, if they can continue to build well and really get... And like just keep on being aggressive with their... 
I guess we're the dumb of free agency now because they don't have cap space, but with the draft, free agency next season, they can be Super Bowl contenders because they're finally getting to realize, hey, this guy, Aaron Rodgers, does not have very many years left. We need to take advantage of it. That's something I really like to see from him, from them. I think that the Packers have an A-plus in free agency so far. They have an A-plus. They, they really do. I love what they're doing. And back to the Steelers, though, their free agency so far, Pittsburgh usually sits back in free agency. They they like to build through the draft. But now, the signing of Steven Nelson, well, the signings of Steven Nelson and, and Dante Moncrief, to me, they show signs of moving forward. Well, I mean, they have to show signs of moving forward. Dante Moncrief, he's not a great receiver. He's the third receiver. He's he's a slot receiver. But you need that. You need to move on from AB with guys who aren't major distractions. And I've never seen Dante Moncrief been in a headline. I've ne- <laughs> I've never seen him cause any sort of controversy. I really haven't. I am a big supporter of that pickup. And it's a two-year contract. I'm not sure for how much. I did not go that far into it. And the and the Steven Nelson pickup. He hmm, this will either blow up in their face or be a perfect fit, because when you look at the stats for him last year, last last season, a combined total of seventy-eight tackles. I it's somewhere. That's in the high 70s with four picks. Hell, that's pretty good. That's a really good stat line. But when you look at the Chiefs' defense last year and you look at their past defense, you understand it was one of the last in the league. So, because they need someone to to be alongside Joe Hayden because Artie Burns is a bust. But the Steelers, they have a solid roster. Just because they lost Le'Veon Bell and A.B., that doesn't mean they're going to be a 5-11 and team next year. I still think they'll compete for the AFC North. I really do. I, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. As of right now, I do not. But they'll compete. They'll compete for the AFC North because I think they're better than the Ravens as of right now. The Browns, not so much. But we'll just have to see. I just wanted to touch up on that real quick. Um... Probably the second to last team, if not the last team, I'm going to go through is the Chiefs and what they're doing at the safety position. I'm just doing kind of like smaller topics now. Let's kind of just wrap up this podcast. But the Chiefs signed Tyran Matthew to a good contract. I'm a big fan of Tyran Matthew. I was really excited to see him and Eric Berry play side by side. But just... Two days ago, the Chiefs decided to release Eric Berry. He, he's going to get a lot of attraction. He's going to get a lot of offers. And I think one of those offers should be the Steelers. There are a lot of teams that need him. Pittsburgh also needs him. That's me being selfish because I'm a Steelers fan, but he can teach Terrell Edmonds. And that goes for many teams too. If you have a young safety... 
that's not quite ready, Eric Berry will teach him. Barry is a veteran. He's a he's still a really good safety. He's a really strong person. He beat cancer, but sorry. But I did not make that to seem like a joke. I'm sorry. If that came off like that. I was just off topic, that's why I laughed. Didn't want to make my seem didn't didn't want to make myself seem like a dick. But Eric Barry He's going to get a lot of attraction, if not already. Justin Houston is getting attraction from the Steelers. He's getting attraction from a number of teams, as the report said. They're both going to get a lot of attraction. I can get the... The Chiefs are rebuilding their defense. I can understand them releasing Justin Houston. You need cap space. That's fair. I'm not going to be upset at that. He is aging. That's that, That's fair. But then you go ahead and trade D Ford for a 2020 second round pick to the 49ers. Hmm. That's interesting right there. Because those are main pieces to your defense. They are. And you're giving them away. I can get the Justin Houston. I can get him being released. But now you've lost Steven Nelson, a starter. Eric Berry, a starter. Justin Houston, a starter. D. Ford, a starter. Their defense was bad enough. I'm, I'm not liking where it's going. I'm not liking what's happening up. I mean, in, in, in Kansas City. That's not a good sign when you're losing four defensive starters. That's not good at all. Sorry, but <laughs> okay. And it came out that KJ Wright has been re-signed to the Seahawks. So, so you no, know, me basically talking about him twenty minutes ago. Don't worry about that. That's just, just, just go ahead and scrap that. The Bears replaced Adrian Amos with Haha Clint Dix. I don't think he's better than Adrian, but. But I mean, Haha Clint Dix is still good. He's not great, but he's good. He. He will be able to fill that hole. Wow. Pause. Hold up. He will be able to insert himself into the lineup pretty well. <laughs> I'm, I'm really immature. But another team I'd like to touch up on real quick is the 49ers with the signings of Quan Alexander. As I said, they traded for D Ford. They signed Tevin Coleman. They signed Jason. Ver- they they signed Jason Verrett. They're looking good. They they re-signed Jimmy Ward. Hmm. Now, if Jimmy G can just stay healthy and stop being injury prone like he is, if if he can just stop doing that, if if he can just stop getting hurt, there's a playoff contender. They're head-to-head with the Rams to me. The Seahawks aren't better than them. They're head-to-head with the Rams. I would love to see that competition. Just if Jimmy G stays healthy, their defense is being rebuilt. They are. They really are. I I love Quan Alexander. I was hoping he would come to Pittsburgh. Tevin Coleman will help relieve pressure off Jimmy G because Jarek McKinnon got hurt last season. Jason Verrett, 
side by side with Richard Sherman, Jimmy Ward. You need to re-sign him. That's a good cornerback crew. And, and if they can get an Eric Berry, that'll help even more. And they have the number two overall pick with DeForest Buckner, with Solomon Thomas. That's that's a recipe for success right there. The last team I would like to touch up on, and I'll get into a few more signings and wrap this podcast up. This is already long enough, but is the Indianapolis Colts. Me personally, I expected them to be big players in this free agency. Because one, they have a fuck ton of money. Two, they could use a good amount of pieces. They could use upgrades. That's what I thought they would do. But clearly, they have their sights set on something else. And I really like that because they understand that they have a really good team right now. They finished off the season 9-1. They were the sixth seed. They fought to get into the playoffs. They beat the Texans. They, they did not play too well versus the Chiefs. But they fought against so many teams to finish off 9-1. The Colts... I'm not sure what they have their sights set on. May that be trades or may or or may that just be next year's free agency. I really like how they're not throwing money at everybody. How they're not f- just how they're not forcing themselves to spend money. Cough cough Raiders. I really like how they're not doing that. They have self-control. I like that. Because they get they're already a good team. They're already a top team. Let's not throw money out. Because that's just a waste. A few signings I did not talk about that I would like to talk about just for a just for a solid minute. Landon Collins signing a big deal with the Redskins. Redskins on the Redskins side of things, I really like to pick up their defenses. Has never been the very best. They've already lost some pieces. But their defensive line with Darone Payne and Jonathan Allen is dangerous. They already have Ryan Kerrigan. They did lose Preston Smith. But, and I mean, Josh Norman has been disappointing. But Landon Collins, he got paid. Redskins, they, they, they did need someone like that. On the Landon Collins side of things, he was going for money. <laughs> Because, like, no one willingly signs with the Redskins <laughs> when you have a Case Keenum-Colt McCoy quarterback battle. Let's be honest with ourselves. Money was a major factor in this signing. Being paired with, well, not being paired, but being alongside Josh Norman was most likely a big part in this signing. And, th- and they also have Reuben Foster, too, which that's one hell of a pickup. This Redskins defense has potential to be really good for years to come. I don't think it'll be really good for years to come, but it has that potential. That's my point. Potential. <laughs> I think I've touched up on a lot of topics. I'm probably missing some from y'all's point of view, but from my point of view, I think I did pretty good. Redskins, they also re-signed Adrian Peterson. Oh, I want to talk about the quarterbacks. That's right. I'm sorry for that little pause. That was actually, like, really awkward. But the quarterbacks, I already talked about Nick Foles. Te- Teddy Bridgewater, it first 
came out that he was going to resign with the Saints. Then the Dolphins were pushing for him. I'm very glad to see he did not go to the Dolphins. That would be career suicide. I am so happy to see that. That would be the dumbest thing he could do. I'm very happy to see him re-sign with the Saints because he understands Drew Brees is going to retire sometime. And he wants to be there for that time, so he has Michael Thomas. He has a really good defense. He has an Alvin Kamara. That's the smartest thing he could do. He he could chase money. He could, but he's not. I love that. That's incredible for him. Good for Teddy Bridgewater. The other quarterback I want to touch up. Actually, no, there are two more. One that's actually signed is Tyrod Taylor to the Chargers. I don't... Clearly, he understands the role he's taking, being a backup quarterback. Clearly, he's going for a ring here. He has to be. He just went for the best team. Because Phillip Rivers is not known to be injury prone. Tyrod Taylor, he knows that. I'm not sure how much the deal had money-wise, but it probably wasn't too much. Tyrod Taylor, I respect the fact that he understands he's a backup. That he understands he's not going to force himself to play for the Dolphins and be a bad team. He wants to win. He, I would like to assume, is okay with being a backup. That's, that's, that's very respectable. Good for him. The last quarterback that I want to talk about is Blake Bortles. I hope he does the same thing that Tyrod Taylor did. Blake Bortles, don't force yourself to play for a bad team. That would just be stupid. Because then your career is already in shambles. Why ruin it even more? There is no reason to. There's zero reason. Go to a contender that needs a backup. That's what I would do. That that That's the smartest thing you can do. Because you're not going to win now with the Dolphins. You're not going to win with anybody that needs a quarterback right now. Go to a team that doesn't need one. Go to a team that needs a backup. That's what I would do if I were Blake Portals. That's it for me today. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends. This was a very loose end podcast. I'm going to make a part two probably within the next week, which is a lot more organized. But these are just my first reactions. These are my initial reactions to all these signs. Well, not my like first first reaction, but just when it has a little bit of time to sink in, I'm going to make a part two next week. And there are more signings, maybe more trades, just so it'll be more organized. Because this one, I made this all off the dome. I really did. This was all, there was no planning to it. I just sat down and recorded for an hour. And I'm proud of that. But this is a very loose end podcast. Very, it's just, it's just really scattered. I'm sorry if that kind of throws y'all off. It kind of makes, kind of like turns y'all off this podcast. I apologize for that. A part two will be coming out next week, which is more refined and, you know, planned out. But if you guys enjoy the share with your friends, follow me on Twitter at SPWS Podcast. If you want my like first, first reaction to things, like my very initial, hey, I just saw it. If you want that, go follow that account. 
And I hope you guys have a great day. I'm not doing cue that music because I want money. Yes, I'm selling out. I'm sorry. But yeah, have a good day.